What up, what up, what up, sports heads, and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk KC. I'm one of your hosts, Cowboy. Fellas. What to do, KC, on this good Wednesday evening? Oh, look at you with your tripper ass, Rattle. What's going on? This is DB1492. All right, all right, all right. We're going to go ahead and slide into our pick segment. Lee. Uh, yes, just going over this past weekend's um, football week two action here at Sports Talk KC with our pick segment. Um, it was a very close week, um, a lot of interesting games. Um, yeah, it was just, you know, one of those one of those times in the National Football League um, for these week two matchups. Uh, you had a good thriller to kick it off between the uh, Washington football team and the Giants that went down to the to the last seconds there. Um, you had a good road win by the Las Vegas Raiders, in my opinion, to go into uh, Pittsburgh and not play a real good game, you know, pretty much for three quarters and somehow pull out a good victory, you know, um, against Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, you know, um, that was surprising there. Um the Bills, you know, were actually victorious in their matchup against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tua went down pretty early in that ball game, and Josh Allen and, you know, um, and company just kind of, you know, put them guys on the way once Tua went down. Actually, I seen something earlier today. He's actually going to be out for quite a bit of time with some fractured ribs. So, yeah, that was really the – tail of that game between the Bills and Miami um, pretty much. Um, and then the thriller in Seattle um, where Tennessee um, came back and, you know, um, fiercely <laughs> came back and avoided um, going on two and actually um, improved to one and one for the season. Um, that was a good one as well. You know, Tennessee said, hey, we can't go on two. So just kind of recap, um, like Cal was saying, on you know, on our pick segment um, here at Sports Talk KC Sportheads, you know, um, it was a very close week. Um, I finished the week off at 11 and five, beats right behind me at 10 and six. And Calvin, <laughs> breaking, even. Calvin breaking even at eight and eight. So uh, things are still very much close um, with our pick segment. So that's just kind of a recap of the week two picks. All right, all right, all right man. We're going to go on to the chat, fellas. Uh, our Chiefs failed last week. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts, Cal? Well, just let me uh, just let you guys, let the, let the sports fans who may not know, it was 35 to 6. Uh, <laughs> we lost by one. It was a nail-biter. But uh, I'm pretty pissed off about it, man. I think it was a team effort in this loss. But uh, – I love Pat Mahomes, and, I'm, and I know y'all might get mad at me when I say this, but hold on to the ball, Pat. Please hold on to the ball, man, in those situations. Like I said, he played a role in that loss just like everybody else did. But uh, what, what you got to say? Because <laughs> we were talking about this last night off air, sports head, and I was fooling around, saying something stupid, uh, that Dirty Dan is just as clutch or just as needed as Pat and – uh. Beast got, got, got steaming mad when I said that. But I think he is very clutch. The only, uh, only team ever had a sack on that defense, period, last Sunday. So? That <laughs> just came on a design blitz by Spags where they actually got him into a uh, – they got uh, Baltimore into a third and long. Um, other than that, he was missing tackles and shooting the wrong gaps in the run game as well. He wasn't necessarily doing nothing – I don't think, in my opinion, Dirty Dan should not. Yes, he's a good player in situational, uh, in situ in different situations, but he's not an every down player, in my opinion. I don't see why Thornhill is not on the field. I don't see why Thornhill in this game only got eleven snaps. True, and in, in my opinion, the two the two plays Thornhill was on helped Tyron Matthew roam the field, and that's where you got your two picks. Even though that one. One of them was where uh, Sammy Watkins fell down. But back to your Pat uh, comment there, fella. 
I mean, that's the one time he's been bit. There's other times where he's thrown the ball and, you know, it's either a flag on the play or the or the uh, defender just dropped the ball. But more times out of ten, nine times out of ten, um, he makes those plays. So I can live with that. I mean, there's other things in this game that uh, contributed to this law on both sides. But, I, yes, Pat, you know, threw a, a costly interception that could have, you know, um, within that crucial part of the game, but still, it was still going to be fourth down, and you were going to have to punt. And the way the defense was playing, I mean, they, I mean, they weren't going to stop him anyway. And, so, and you, and 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 you talk about this dirty Dan <laughs> comparison to being as valuable <laughs> as Patrick Mahomes. Um, high IQ for the game, yes. Um, knows where to be. In certain situations, yes. Uh, every down player, no. Um, sure tackler, not at all. Um, Whoa. So, um, um, th- thus far, thus far, this season. Every dad's not a sure tackler? No. Th- l- 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 let me finish. <laughs> thus far, thus far, these past, these first two games. He has not been a sure tackler. That's Pat, but Dan, no, 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 no. You're, 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 you're fishing a little bit there, but it should have been, you know, uh, Tyron Matthews. It's just as valuable as that. I'm not just I'm not uh, taking uh, Tyron Matthew. Yeah, he's number two. I'm just saying that he's he's a top notch player. I mean, I know he gets beat sometime in coverage and things like that, but what, what he lacks, he makes up for in short plays a lot of the time. Let's take it back to the Super Bowl when he had that beautiful Very track. much so. Yeah, beautiful pass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I said, and, and, and I gave kudos to that. You know, off air, you know, um, on our run to to Super Bowl um, fifty four, Lombardi, you know, uh, had very game game shifting plays and game momentum, you know, taking plays, you know. So I give him his credit. You know, I go to the playoff, the divisional game, where he forces the the crucial turnover, right, as the guy is going into the end zone and we get possession back. That was big, you know. I go back to it, – it, it, man, it's, it's one of them things. It's like Dirty Dan knows where to be at, you know. He has a very high IQ, yes, but, you know, he has to sure up that tackling. All right, let's let's get into the costly fumble, man. Like I said, uh, it wasn't just Pat. Like I said, it, it's very it's very uncommon, and it's only Pat's first INT, and I don't see him getting uh, very more uh, much more. But I'm just saying, in the the way that it was that he got that INT, it was just like, damn, you know, hold on to the ball. Sometimes, bro, we know you can do some amazing things, but this was a, a very crucial game within the conference, and uh, we needed this dub, and uh, with the run by Clyde in the latter end of the fourth quarter, pretty pretty much sealed the game for us to lose with that costly fumble. So uh, uh, let's just get into some stuff with Clyde, man. Like I think he only had like forty six yeah, yards on thirteen attempts, and uh, like I said, we're still not uh, having much balance off this uh, offense either. Uh, they only had a total of eighteen uh, carries total. To 24 passing plays. I thought it was 31, but I can be wrong. Uh, what I'm seeing, uh, as for the official stats, well, yeah, he threw, I'm sorry, he had 30, 24 completions and uh, went for 24 of 31. So, yeah, he missed a few. My bad. Well, yeah, 31 total passes, 343 yards, three TDs, one INT. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I mean, the, the team. 
I mean, that's what you're gonna get. Yeah, and and, and that's what I'm seeing. That's pretty much what we're gonna get. And but but fellas, what we've been preaching, balance and things like that. I mean, is this gonna get us back to where we need to be? The way these guys plan. I just say this within the trenches of itself. Um, defensive line and offensive line in the run game. Um, yeah, they can open up a little bit more holes, but the running backs have to see it as well. And they have to have bursts. And when they see the hole, they have to hit the hole um, as far as on the offensive side. Yeah, we would like to see, you know, um, you know, them run the ball more and be more balanced to where you don't have to rely on trick plays to pick up short yardage or but it seemed like every time in that game you know they'll give the ball to Clyde and they're trying these zone reads or whatever and that's another thing these guys are big and powerful they should be running more power I think he's trying to mix a hybrid of both of the power and the zone run schemes and I think it should be solely power because on all the zone run plays that I've seen when it's not an RPO attached to it um, they're getting blown up in the defense, and and I'm not just saying from this last game. I'm talking about the the uh, Cleveland game as well in Week One. There, I mean, the running backs don't even have a chance because they're already in the backfield. Just have your O line double team and take on those DNs and get up to the next level on the linebackers and fucking attack, man. This is this is all I'm pretty much going to say. In a nutshell, fellas, um, Lamar Jackson and Baltimore Ravens got their first win against Patrick Mahomes. We lost 35 to 36. Okay. I get that. It is what it is. But, you know, um, as I like to famously quote in a situation like this, championships are not won or handed out in mid-September, okay? It's week two, okay? Now, when you start talking about spottiness after two weeks, that's because that's what it is, spotty stuff that can be cleaned up. I just, I'm not going to jump, I'm not going to, you know, go all crazy. It is what it is. Sometimes you need to taste your own blood in this fact. And, um, it is what it is. You know, um, we're one and one. No one was eliminated or no one was crowned in this game. Us as Chiefs fans have gotten so used to the Kansas City Chiefs and this Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid-led team pulling through games like this and coming out on top. So, yes, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow and exactly how in the fashion it went down. Patrick Mahomes' intercept, interception, Clyde's fumble, it, it, you know, deep in Baltimore territory, already in field goal range. But I'm going to just say this short and sweet. It's week two. Um, you live to fight another week. Let's just kind of, you know, calm it, calm it down a little bit, dumb it down a little bit, because if it's not six, seven, eight week thing that we're talking about, some trending performances, then I'm not going to speak on it like that. We did get blown out. We gave them a gift. And I do just, I, I do feel that you would see a different attitude in this team. I just don't want to harp. I, I mean, to me personally, I'm just not going to harp on the loss in Baltimore uh, no longer. I'm just not going to do that. Is it hurtful? Yes, it is. In the fashion in which, how we lost because we're not used to losing in that fashion. But offensively, um, take Pat's interception away. The offense did real good. I seen a lot of I seen a lot of good things from Orlando Brown in this ball game, Lucas Niang, and Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. This whole line was stellar all all night long. Um, I like I like the fact that our secondary receivers stepped up in this ball game because Tyreek Hill was non-existent. Travis Kelsey, he ate. Byron Pringle came up with very big catches. McCall Hartman, big catches as well. D-Rob coming up with a nice touchdown catch. So I was I was happy to see that. 
you know, I was happy to see that we just did not get blew out because they took Tyreek Hill out the game. So kudos yes, to the offense. kudos to the offense for doing that. Defensively, we got our stops. We really did. Uh, this Baltimore team was bailed out, in my opinion, on two bogus calls against Tyron Matthew for illegal contact down the field. But that's just another day's discussion that I'm not going to harp on because those were two drive momentum keeping these drives alive type of calls. That's exactly what it was. But people ain't going to talk about that. They're going to talk about how the defense is giving up stuff and shit like that, you know, after two weeks. I understand it. It's tough how we lost. But I'm going to go back to 2019 when everybody was running on us and stuff like that. We were giving up two, 300 yards each game, rushing. And we played the Denver Broncos on a Thursday night and came out and everybody, oh, Philip, Philip Lindsay go run all over this team. Oh, we in trouble. Came out and held Philip Lindsay like a pedestrian and really punched Denver in the mouth that night. And if you guys remember, he started the run on the way to the Super Bowl. So pump your brakes, calm down, one and one. It is what it is. Yes, I'm still pissed off about it, but we live to fight another day. Sunday will be a correction game. Yeah, I'll say this, it better be. Uh, I'm just going to – I have two points. I'm just going to start with one, and then hopefully we're still talking about this game just a little bit more. But uh, week one, we gave up uh, 153 rushing yards, eight yards per play. Um, And then let me do this real quick. My bad there, sports heads. Uh, Where is that game? Where is it? Here we go. One second. I got it right here. Baltimore, 152 rushing yards, 7.1 yards per play. Is I mean, yes, it's the first two weeks, and yes, these things can be corrected. But if this trend continues, man. That's a that's a huge problem. I just want to I just want to hear you guys' thoughts on that. It's a huge problem. It's a huge. That's a very good topic. That that's a very good statistic that you bring up, Beats. I'm not I'm not shrugging at that. At those t- statistics in which you present, that is going to have to get corrected um, without without a shadow of a doubt. What hurt, what what frustrated me more about this? Not that we lost because you're going to lose. We didn't ex- we didn't want this team to go undefeated anyways. It's just the dramatic way in which we lost. But was what really ticked me off is that the inability to adjust from spags. You know, against a pretty much a backup offensive line of the Baltimore Ravens. That is what's really frustrating. We were healthier than these guys, more experienced than these guys, and they just took us behind the woodshed and said, uh uh, we're going to have our way today. That's what's frustrating me more. Not that we lost, not that Clyde fumbled. Not that Patrick Mahomes threw the interception. It was the inability to adjust to what we knew Baltimore was going to continue to do against a backup offensive line. You guys should have just came out with a a, a different type of tenacity to want to win that game, to say, like, oh, nah, y'all still ain't going, but it is what it is. But the answer to your question, yes, that needs to be fixed, Beats, in a hurry. In a hurry. Like they say, what you do in the dark comes out in the light. What you do in September comes out in November and December, buddy. And I know it's early, but the way these guys, they gave up almost 300-plus yards in two games rushing. Okay, 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 but Pittsburgh, I mean, in Cleveland is not going to be on the schedule again. Like I said last night, you're going up a two. You're going. You went up against the two most prolific rushing teams that the NFL has to offer this year, besides the Arizona Cardinals. When you talk about this run game with the RPO attached to it, you're talking about the two most prolific running teams with the RPO attached to it in the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. That's another reason why I'm saying pump your brakes a little bit. Because a lot of 
besides those three teams I, I named, everyone else is trying to uh, traditionally attack a defense, not with the RPO attached to it like the three teams that I mentioned. True, but you know this is a copycat league. And I will, I, I'm interested to see. I know we haven't gotten there yet, but uh, as far as this next game, but I'm just willing, I'm, I'm interested to see what teams going forward will try to, you know, run the ball down the Chiefs' defensive throw if they show and consistently show that they can't stop it or won't stop it. Tennessee is going to do it. Tennessee is going to do it. Whether it's uh, doing it with Tannehill and Derrick Henry and, you know, getting little sharp intermediate routes going with Tannehill, Tennessee is going to do it. Um, We don't play Pittsburgh until so later on down in the year. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, you know, like you said, it is a copycat league. I mean, but like I said, to really – the, the the inability to adjust, you could have killed all that with a lot of blitzes up the middle, getting in the backfield in a hurry, sending two guys on one side. That you you use run blitzes to stop that what Lamar Jackson was doing. Tennessee proved that in the playoff game where they went up there and upset him the year everyone thought us in Baltimore was going to meet in the AFC championship game. It didn't happen because Tennessee killed it at the head. They never let Lamar get started. They were run blitzing, run blitzing, whether it was a linebacker, DNs, safeties, corners. They were in the backfield within two to three seconds. And that's what you have to do. They forced Lamar Jackson to win the game with his arm. Why Spags didn't do it, I don't know. Okay. I mean, uh, Cal, what you got? Like you said, I mean, I'm in agreement with the uh, not being able to adjust. I mean, because, like, Lamar did kind of beat us with his arm, uh, and he beat us with his leg. So it was, it was a two-way thing. But I just don't understand what happened on that play. I'm trying to think because, like, I'll be hating when we do these shows later in the week because it's going to be fresh in my mind. But on that play where uh, Lamar threw it deep and the guy was wide. You're talking oh, about the jump pass? Not the jump one, but the one after that. I think it was later in the game. And it, and it was, like, blown coverage on the Chiefs defense. And the guy was, like, that wide was, open. That was the that was the only blown coverage where Charverius Ward came on Charverius, the blitz. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, and came up and the, he did the jump pass to. That was the only miscommunication in the back on the back end. It wasn't. A, it was another. I mean, play. there were some other ones too, like before the half where you had them first and twenty five, and somehow they pick up twenty yards or something like that. It, it, they did it a couple times where they were in some. That wasn't that wasn't that wasn't a coverage. That was just last night. That was Bob. That 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 was Fags playing like a pre prevent soft shell coverage. Lamar just dumped it down to the back, and he ran for like 15, 20 yards because they were playing so far back. I didn't understand that. Why? But hey, man, I. I, I don't I, understand. I don't understand. Man, we're, one, we're one and one. I accepted Baltimore won the game. They uh, took the gift that we gave them. We beat ourselves. Baltimore really didn't beat us, so I'm really not tripping on this game. I really am. And as for uh, Frank Frank Clark's first game back, he was non-existent on the field as well. And that defensive line, I mean, Jesus Christ, no push, no physicality. It's just it's just scary because like when you get to these decent running teams and we can't stop nothing, it's scary. I'll just say this. We we will see Baltimore and Cleveland again in January. I'll say that. If that's you know, if uh, if everything lines up correctly, we'll we'll see both of them again on the way back to a Super Bowl. I don't I don't we, know about that's where we want to go. One or the other. I don't know about both of them, but yeah, one or the other. to get to where you want to go, you want to have to face one of them. Yeah, one or the other. You be playing one or the other. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm just I'm just letting you know they all three were in the playoffs last year. Right. 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 Uh I'm trying to think of any other things on this uh team that we may have missed, fellas, before we move on. Uh, I just yes, um, because I'm just looking at the box score. Um, and I know Leah kind of alluded to this in that fourth quarter where it started with Pat and then the couple three and outs and then the um but just all drives. Um and uh um Clyde fumbling. And I and I said this before this game to play four quarters and the offense put up a goose egg in the fourth quarter. And I just want to attach this onto it as well. I know that they were doubling Tyreek Hill, but there has to be an adjustment within the game. You don't have to force feed him, but I, I need him to have more than two two catches for 14 yards, buddy. Right. And, uh, and we I, we I, to that. I, and, uh, and... I agree with that. I agree with – no, I was just going to say I agree with that because I was telling my dad that there's more ways to get Tyreek Hill the ball. There really is. I mean, that cannot fly. Yes, I know they're running, you know, shadow coverage on Tyreek, but you got bubble screens, you got reverses, you get this dude in space, anything, quick slants, I, I shallow agree. crossers, crossing shallow crossers, not them deep crosses that they like to run with them. But I'm talking about the shallow ones. I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got on this. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I guess we're just going to the uh, the next pick segment for week three. Close it out with the Chiefs uh, preview. For the week three matchups here at Sports Talk KC, it's a lot of interesting games this uh, coming up week for week three in the NFL. Things are pretty tight here as far as the standings. I'm in the current one game lead at 21 and 11. Beach is right behind me at 20 and 12. And Cal right, right behind at 18 and 14. So things are still pretty tight uh, as we head into these uh, week three picks. To kick things off, we have the red-hot Carolina Panthers going into the Houston Texans on a Thursday night to kick things off. I'm going with Carolina in this ball game. Who you got in this game, Cal? Give me uh, Carolina. Yeah, give me Carolina. Okay. Cleveland. Mm. Beats. Yeah, give me the Browns. Okay. Okay. I want to go with the Bears in this ball game. I knew you would. I just think that the Chicago Bears are going to have a spark with the young gun back there. Cleveland's going through some injuries. Jarvis Landry. Is on IR. Don't know if OBJ will play. This interact. I don't know. We shall see. Moving it on along. Um, we have the Cincinnati Bengals going into Pittsburgh. Face off against Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers that took a very, very close loss to the Oakland Raiders. On the chin, actually. So, who are you going with in this ball game? Beats? Is TJ Watt playing? Are you on well, I guess we – Um, this was one of my uh, – let me go with the Bengals this week. Man, I think Big Ben is out for this game. Yeah, because he has a, some injury too, so I don't know about that. So that's why I'm going with the Bengals. Yeah, I think I'm going to follow right behind you and go with the Bengals. 
right. Beating Cal going with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. I'm going to go with my boy Mike Tomlin. A little bit of defense on the young gun there. Uh, I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh dropping two in a row at home. But uh, moving it on along, we have the Indianapolis Colts going into the Tennessee Titans to square off for an AFC South um, showdown. Um, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans in this ball game. Beats, who you got? The Tennessee Titans. I'm with y'all the same, Titans. All right, all right. Do y'all think that the Titans uh, kind of come out blazing how they finished up in Seattle and rolled against the Indianapolis Colts? Next up, we have the red-hot Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray going into Trevor Lawrence world of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We got this ball game, Cal. Cardinals. Beats? Yeah, give me Colin Murray and the Cardinals. Yeah, we're all in agreement that Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals will remain undefeated against Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're all in occurrence on that. Next up, we had the Dirty Birds of the South, the Atlanta Falcons, going into Daniel Jones' world versus the New York Giants. We got in this ball game, Beats. Hmm. I'm gonna have to pick uh Cows boys these uh this game and go with the the Giants. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Giants as well. Cal? Uh I'm gonna go with Atlanta. Oh, you going away from you boys. Okay. All right. Me and Beats going with Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. Kyle's going to go with the Dirty Birds, Atlanta Falcons. Moving it all along, we have the New Orleans Saints and the New England Patriots squaring off in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. Will Who will win in this ball game? Beats. Bill Belichick. Yeah, I'm going with the Patriots. Yeah, go with the Patriots. Yeah, I just think Bill going to have a little bit of something for old Jameis Winston. Uh, <laughs> we're all in agreement that, you know, you can't pick against the uh, Patriots too often, especially at home. So, yeah, we all think New England will get it done. Next up, the Los Angeles Chargers. Coming into Arrowhead. We got this ball game, Beats. Give me the Chiefs. Yep, taking the Chiefs. Looking for them to bounce back. Mm. Yeah, who are you going with, Lee? Okay. Yeah, we're all in agreement that uh, <laughs> KC just needed a little bit of a, you know, push in the back, wake them up. You know, get things cooking at home against the Chargers in a very close game. Uh, uh, yeah, these boys ain't going to be coming in, you know, trying to take nothing light. But we think our Chiefs will bounce back in this small game. Next up, we have the Washington football team going into Josh Allen's world to face off against the Buffalo Bills. I'm going with Buffalo in this ball game. You got this ball game, Cal? Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo, oh, Buffalo. All right, all right, all right. We're all in agreement that Buffalo will do their thing against the Washington football team. Next up, we have Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens going into the Motor City of Detroit. You got this ball game, Beats. Give me the team that act like they won the Super Bowl after they beat the Chiefs. Me too. You in agreement with that, Cal? Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all kind of agreeing that uh, Lamar Jackson has found his niche a little bit, kind of keep things rolling, especially off a good win against the, against our boys. So, But, uh, yeah, we're looking to see uh, if the Ravens can keep things rolling, kind of all in agreement on that. 
Next up, we have the New York Jets going into Donkey Land to face off against the Denver Broncos. I'm going to go with Teddy Teddy B and the Donkeys to keep things rolling and stay undefeated. We got this ball game, Cal. I hate to I hate to say it. I'd rather see the Broncos lose so we can change the uh, standings within our conference. But uh, yeah, uh, Broncos. I'll take uh, the Donkeys. Beats. Yeah, give me a smooth Teddy. All right, all right. We're all in agreement that the Donkeys will move to three and zero on the season and remain at the top in this AFC West. Moving in on the law, we have the tourless Miami Dolphins going into America's playground of the Las Vegas Raiders. Who you got in this ball game, Beats? Give me the Oakland Raiders. You want to agree with that, Cal? Yeah, yeah, take the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, without Tua, you know, Miami was in some kind of trouble. So the Raiders, we all think, will improve to 3 0 as well and keep things rolling in that AFC West. Moving it on along, we're going with the Seattle Seahawks going into Minnesota to square off against the Vikes. I think Seattle's going to bounce back in this ball game. Um, that was a very tough loss by them. Minnesota is not a very very good team. So, uh, yeah. Who you got in this ball game, Cal? Uh, give me the pool treatment. Uh, the pool treatment. Give me the Jesse Spanos, baby. All right, all right, all right. We're all in agreement that Seattle will get back on track after such a heartbreaking loss last week to Tennessee. Next up, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to square the game right here in L.A. against Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and the Rams. Going with the Rams in this ball game. Who you got in this ball game, Cal? This will be a good test for the Bucks, man. But uh, I just got to go with the Bucks, man. They they're, they're moving on. They're moving pretty. They're rolling tough. But this will. I wouldn't be upset if they lose. But I'm gonna go with the Bucks. They steaming hot. Who you got, Beats? Yeah, give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Or the Tampa Bay Gronkineers. Beats and Cal going with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. I'm sticking firm that the Rams got something to prove at home. I think the Rams will come out on top in this. Sunday night football. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers versus the San Francisco 49ers. We got this ball game, Beats. You said, hold on, my bad. I was, nigga, I was zoned out. I ain't gonna even lie to you. You said, who Packers in the 49ers? Uh huh. Mm. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Give me the 49ers. Yeah, I'm right with you, 49ers. Okay. I'm beats and Cal going with the 49ers. I'm going with discount double check. See, people don't see the look in that man's eyes thinking he's not taking things serious. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Green Bay and that potent run offense um, against the 49ers who struggled against Philly. Um, last but not least, speaking of Philly, we have the Eagles going into Jerry's world on Monday night football. I'm going with Dallas in this ball game. Cal, who are you going with? Yeah, I'm gonna say the Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys. <laughs> it's, it seemed like it was hard for you to even say that. Yeah. Me? How about them Cowboys? All right, all right. Sports heads, all of our picks are in for week three's action in the National Football League. Um, things are still tight, it's still very early in the season as far as our picks here at Sports Talk KC. So um, 
Thursdays and Sunday and Monday's game. Um, may the best man win. All right, man. Now we got the uh, L.A. Chargers coming into Arrowhead this Sunday. Chiefs looking to bounce back from that very close loss to the Ravens. Uh, I know we kind of alluded to some of the things that uh, look negative on that Chiefs defense. It's things you need to shore up on that Chiefs defense as well and offense. Let's just go ahead and just dive into what we expect to see out of this Chiefs this next coming game against the Chargers at Arrowhead Sunday. What you guys got? Uh, I'm not going to dive into a whole lot here. Um, the Chiefs are one and one. Um, gave a giveaway and uh, suffered a very crushing defeat. Um, I kind of um, used the 2019 game, for example, when we, you know, um, beat beat the uh, Denver Broncos on a Thursday night up in Denver. Um, it was a correction game, and it was just like, hey, we're still the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what this game will be. Um, this game possesses the likes of pretty much two of the, you know, top quarterbacks in the AFC in the same division. I'm surprised that this game has a 12-noon slot, but it does, you know, um, which I don't think we're going to see Mahomes and Herbert on 12 o'clock again that much, but that's another day's discussion. This is a correction game. Um, this team comes out, they were embarrassed. Um, they were belitt they were belittled as well um, on national television for the world to see. Home. Um, I just want to see these guys come out with a with the anger, especially on defense, see spags adjust offensively. You know, uh, have some things up your sleeve to counteract the ability of Darn James. Yes, I said it, Darn James, to shut down Kelsey or stick with him, not necessarily shut him down, um, because I feel that is the X factor in this ball game. Whoever consistently wins that matchup on Arrowhead at sun Sunday at twelve noon will be victorious. So um, offensively, you know, do it, you know. Try to get Clyde's head back on the right path after the, you know, crushing fumble last week. You know, just do what you need to do. And um, because this team is tough, you know, and are we going to shut, are we going to shut the Chargers out? I highly doubt it. This is going to be a 17 to 20 ball game probably at half. And we're going to say, oh boy, but that's who the Chargers are. But I'm with short and sweet. I'm just looking for this team to correct themselves Sunday at home against a division opponent and come out like who we know you guys are, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs that are top tier in this NFL. What you got? Yeah, um, yeah. My uh, quick thoughts on the game. I just want to see if they bounce back. To be honest with you. If they went back to the lab and just made their corrections and come out with a good game plan and play four quarters, to be honest with you. For me, this is what you got, pal. What's your expectations there, buddy? Uh, I know it's short in the season. This is week three. But for me, this is more of an identity game. What are you guys going to be? Are you going to be the team that gets ran on or are you going to be the team that stops it? So for me, it's a, like you said, a bounce back game and it's a who you are game. As a team, so that's what I'm pretty much looking at. Short and sweet on that, baby, because uh, I'm a little scared and nervous. <laughs> I'm a little scared and nervous. So uh, if they lose this game, are you going to be on 435 dodging car? Uh, I may go stand on the uh, on the side and think about it for a while, but I may not do it. Okay. Not just yet, not just yet. But like I said, this is our identity game for the Chiefs. I mean, these past two games, and I understand what Lee alluded to earlier uh, with them uh, playing some of the top rushing teams um, in the league as as of now, and I get that. But uh, it's been subpar running backs that ran on us as well. So, uh, Yeah, I mean, Austin Eckler is not going to run. I'd be surprised if Eckler runs for 200 yards or a buck 50 
on this team after they were belittled and embarrassed on national television and they're at home. I don't see that happening. This is going to be a secondary type game, pass rush type game. You you better get some pressure on Herbert because if he's able to sit back there and find Mike Williams, if he's able to sit back there and uh, what's the other boy's name, Keenan Allen, oh Eckler, yeah, Eckler out the backfield, it's going to be a long day. So Honey Badger, Thornhill, Sorensen, whoever it may be, be ready because the Chargers felt felt that they should be two and zero. Like we should be two and zero. They dropped a very tough loss to the Dallas Cowboys. So this team is coming in with their heads held high, with a very, very good, young and legit young quarterback in the same division. This is a correction game for the Chiefs, but not a, not against a team that is just going to lay down for you. Oh yeah, I yeah. agree with that. That's a good point you made there, Lee. I'm just wondering what what's the game plan for Spaz because I think you're going to have to blitz him because I don't think you're going to be able to get there before. He's going to have to he's going to have to mix it in somehow, man. He's he he's going to have to. Yes, he cannot just Herbert cannot sit back there. I don't care. We're talking about a kid that 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 knew ten minutes before the start. Last year against the Kansas City Chiefs that he was QB1, and he almost got the damn job done. This kid is not a rinky-dink. This kid is for real, and he's legit. He should have really beat the Chiefs in his first start as QB1 for the Chargers. That's how good he is. I'm interested to see how he responds. I mean, it's been two games, but how's he going to respond to an electric arrowhead crowd? How's he going to how's he going to act if he can't hear, you know? So that's what I want to see. I just think that the crowd is angry and this team, this organization is angry and embarrassed as well. And I know they've been focusing and listening to ESPN, ESPN and all the other sports outlets. Just like people were licking their chops for the Chiefs to drop them to drop an L, uh, to get an L uh, against the Ravens. And everybody is kind of discredited. Pat, I've been hearing some people saying, oh, he's overrated. So I'm knowing Pat's hearing this, and I know he's ready to go out and show why he's the $500 million man, and he's going to go out there and ball out. Like I said, I love you, Pat. Just like, you know, in situations like he was in last weekend, last weekend, I just want you to just go ahead and take that sack, baby. Don't don't try to force anything down the pop line, especially when the gangs are tight like this. They took away your number one receiver. Kelsey had 109 yards in that last game. And like you said, uh, Beak, I think uh, uh, he only had 14 yards, receiving yards. So, like I said, each week they're looking to take away one of our top guys. So, who's going to step up? Pringle did step up last week with 63 yards. But uh, who's going to step up if they take away one of these guys, which we alluded to in the very first circle of this young season. So, And and- – and the key thing to watch, the Chargers are the Chargers are banking on this right here. They expect, and they know that they don't have to just expect Darn James to stick with Kelsey. They know he can do it. This is on tape that Darn James is one of the few rare safeties or players in this league that can go toe to toe with TK. So they're expecting Darn James to, to, number one, shut him down on your own. We have put two guys over on Tyreek Hill as well. The Chargers think in their head right now, Darn James is going to do numbers against Travis Kelsey. So what does that mean? Kelsey really doesn't need to be double teamed or shadowed like that. Let's use that for team. Let's use that for the cheetah over here. Let's use that double coverage and that shadow coverage for the cheetah because Darn is going to do numbers. This game is important for Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, and McCole Hartman, all the supporting cast to step up like you did in Baltimore. Because if you don't, and if you come out 
if stalling on offense, giving Justin Herbert time after time to find rhythm, he's going to find it, and it's going to become a long evening or afternoon out at Arrowhead. So, McCole Hartman, D-Rob, y'all better be ready to throw down and cut up because Darren James could easily hold Travis Kelsey to four receptions in 50 50 something 60 yards. I said it without a tub. He's did it before. And if that happens and they are doubling Tyreek Hill, the Chief, if they if, if ain't no run game or these boys ain't showing up, it could get ugly at 12 come 12 noon against these Chargers. That's all I'm saying. They are banking on Darren James to do numbers against Kelsey, and he's done it in prior years. Good point, Lee. Good point. Mm-hmm. This is this is like I said. This is a. I know it's early, but it's an identity game coming up here, fellas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and it's scary, and it's scary because it's scary because the Chargers has has played us close these last couple of years without Darn James, and Darn James is playing some good football. I've been watching him, and. He's the same darn James that he's always has been. So that is a very key matchup. If TK can do numbers, of course, we're two and one. But if Darn is doing numbers and coming up and making himself known in a run game, it's going to be a dog fight, man. I'm telling you, Darn James is the X factor for the Chargers, along with Justin Herbert. All right. All right, fellas. Uh, you guys got anything else on this game? Moving forward? Nope. Shit, I got a score. Go ahead and drop your score then, Beats. Um, 30-27, Chiefs. Uh, hold on. Let me ink this in. Let me ink this in. Okay, Beats. Let me see here. 30-27. What you got, Cal? Um. Twenty-eight, seventeen, cheese. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Thirty-five, thirty-one, cheese. Mm. Say that again. Thirty-five, thirty-one, cheese. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that can be it. Yeah, all these uh, scores are valid. Because if you think about it, uh, I just think that the NFL is going to real. Yes, we get the Chargers later on down the line on a Thursday night national televised game. But like I alluded to earlier in this pod, um, this is going to be probably the only time you see Mahomes and Herbert go at it at 12 noon. The NFL is gonna realize that dang, we we wish we could have had these two at a three twenty five slot. This is this will probably be the first and only time you see these two go at it at a twelve noon slot. Just to be honest with you, and that's just that's just going to be how this game plays itself out, and how electric Sunday's game is going to be between these two top quarterbacks in this in this league right now. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I got uh, one more thing to kind of touch base on. Um, you guys know I'm a movie buff, and I want to say uh, R.I.P. to Marvin Van Peoples, the father of uh, Mario Van Peoples. Uh, yeah. Marvin Van, uh, Marvin was uh, a black movie director. He was kind of like, well, shit, he was Spike Lee before Spike Lee and uh, had a, uh, played a pivotal role in black cinema uh, back in the uh, 70s and things like that. Uh, he passed away today, and he was 89 years old. So I just want to say uh, rest up, sir. Uh, and uh, sorry for your loss, uh, Mario, man. I know you, I know him and his father was very, very close. So I just had to uh, touch back on that, y'all. Yeah, yeah, rest up, yeah. rest up, Mr. Mr. Van Peebles there, man. You know, um, a fixture, um, like you said, in the producing game as a, you know, as a black man. You know, um, so many roles that he's crossed, 
you know. So, yeah, uh, shots, you know, just like you said, prayers to the Van Peeble uh, family and also A.J. Johnson as well. Um, Ezel from um, from Friday, you know, um, just to lose him. It's just like, wow, man, you know, uh, another another young, another funny young black king, man, you know, gone too soon, you know, Um that, that that was just shocking me, shocking to me when I seen AJ Johnson had passed. Like, wow, you know, I was looking at that picture that they put up with him, with uh, with him, and then uh, Debo and Bernie Mac on the Players Club. Like when they were sitting there, when no girls trying to snap out of it, that just that just hit home. Mm-hmm. Seeing that, you know, like with all three of them right there, and knowing they're all gone. A lot of cast members actually from Friday has. A lot of them has passed away. It's crazy how many yeah. cast members from from the original Friday has, you know, uh, is in heaven now. But yeah, man, shouts out to you know, uh, my condolences to the Van Peeble and the uh, Johnson family. Sharp and sweet. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, sports heads. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Lee. Before we close out, I'm sorry, sports heads. Did you want to go ahead and touch on Salvi? Oh, very much so. Um, Kansas City Sports Head, sorry, I know we're on the tail end. Um, I actually meant to make. <laughs> I feel like the whole uh I feel like the whole ESPN crew, how they did Sal before the home run derby, just swept him under the rug. But shouts out to Salvador Perez, man. Um, you know, our boy in blue over there across the yard um has really been holding it down, has really been the only bright spot. When it comes to our Kansas City Royals, um, he is now the all-time leader as a catcher for home runs in, her, in, in a season, passing the late great Donnie Bench with 46. So um, I, I think he's going to be counting more and more. You know, I think currently right now he's at 46 or 47. So uh, just just a shout out to Salvador Perez and the Kansas City Royals. Uh, that is a really bright spot that we have over there across the yard um, with Salvi, you know, and to accomplish that as a catcher, that is very big. That's something that's not going to be broken tomorrow or next year. It's going to take a while for another catcher in my eyes to do to do what Salvi has done. And a lot of his home runs has come at home, which is a very tough ballpark to hit home runs in. Kaufman Stadium it's hard to get those balls out of there. And he's hit half of more than half of those 47 home runs at Kaufman. So just a testament, man, to the old old goose layer over there, man. Salvador Perez, man. Keep it up. We love you, man. All right. And with that being said, Sports Head, that concludes another episode of Sports Talk KC. I am one of your hosts, Cowboy. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Calvia Beats. Yeah, hit me up um, at DB's1492, Instagram, excuse me, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all the above. Lee, if they're checking for you, where can they find you? They can hit me up, uh, Adam Jones, Facebook, Instagram, Sports Talk KC page, you know, moving and grooving. So, you know, we appreciate everybody. You know, if y'all made it this far in, appreciate you for listening in, tuning in on, after a very tough loss to the Ravens. But um, it's Correction Sunday, and uh, look forward for our guys to bounce back. Appreciate everybody. All right, we up out of here, sports fans. Go Chiefs. Yep, yep.